The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. How's it going, everybody? G. Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren, and we're with our buddy G. Cobb, and we're also joined by Michael Perry of OTRSportsOnline.com. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Good. Yeah, doing really well now that Jody Meeks is in town. Now that what? Now that Jody Meeks is in town. Everything is good. Yeah, well, when the Sixers make blockbuster moves like they did yesterday, it's, it's tough to be upset about anything. But uh, It must be a sellout down there tonight. <laughs> that's right. They need to put rear ends in the seat. Awesome. <laughs> but I guess you guys saw this Tiger thing today. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we gotta we gotta at least mention it. I'm listening to that today, and I'm just, I'm just thinking what you know. I keep thinking about Ricky Waters. I'm just like, for who, for what? What are, what are we doing? What's why? Why is he telling us all this stuff? Why does everyone care so much? I mean, it was he's reading this prepared statement of stuff that okay, yeah, you're so sorry. Well, sex addict, um, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, whatever you. Like. I mean, gee, when you were listening to that, did you get anything out of that? Were you like, oh, wow, thanks, thanks for sharing, Tiger? Well, you know, it's, it's the whole game. I mean, and I, the, the problem I have is that, you know, it, it's just a whole game that's being played, I think. And, um, uh, you know, if Tiger's a sex addict, that means that uh, Derek Jeter's a sex addict. How many women has Derek Jeter been mentioned with? You know, I mean, he's a young guy. He's going to have sex. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of who is he doing it with. And, uh, you know, he and his wife, they, they got to work that out. I understand about, you know, uh, getting these sponsorships and everything. And that's really all it was about. You know, uh, he should have came out and said, hey, look, let me keep doing these sponsorships, okay? Now, I'll just keep what I'm doing, you know, with these ladies to myself. I'll make sure it doesn't come out again. But, you know, I, I just thought it was just, it, 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 was, it was phony and fake and stuff. I mean, come on, it's a joke. Yeah, I just, I couldn't have cared less. I mean, the whole idea of a sex addict. Yeah, all right, well, then, you know, half the country's going to be in rehab. You know, I mean, come on. More than half, Micah, more than half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Perry, when you saw that, were you, were you getting anything out of that other than, almost, isn't, it, isn't saying I'm a sex addict, isn't that a cop-out? And it's kind of an excuse for why I just couldn't stop getting with all the hot chicks that were throwing themselves at me. Yeah, it. You know what? I I honestly don't care about. Like, I didn't. I didn't want to watch it. I, I did just so we could talk about it. But 
you know, I didn't care if he came out and apologized to, to whoever. That's between him and his family. He doesn't even need to do that. But for some reason, you know, America is infatuated with all these celebrities and they need to know every ounce of their lifestyle and they, they need to get apologized to and one of the celebrities screws up. It's, it's a joke. And uh, you know, my, my favorite part was uh, when he started raising his voice when he was talking about how Elon did not abuse him or never struck him or all that. <laughs> it showed you he was practicing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think that Tiger could have an acting career after golf is done, even if he doesn't want to join the senior PGA. I mean, his, that, that was just great today. I believed every word he said. <laughs> but, 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 but see, that's America, though. It's, 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 um, you know, and, and part of it is because of what we're doing right now. I mean, really, uh, if you want to talk about judging people, we're the judge in this field. <laughs> that's all we do. Is yeah, we just sit around, and, and if somebody could do something, they could take them, you know, 10 minutes to do, and we're going to talk about it for a year and analyze every second and whatever. I mean, come on. You know, he should, you know, you see the people, he should have said this this way. He should have said that that way. His wife should have been there. His wife shouldn't have been there. Blah, 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 blah. And I understand that, that you know, everybody's trying to make a dollar, but that's really the issue is everybody's trying to make a dollar with all this stuff because a lot of the stuff, who cares about some of this stuff? No, you're exactly right, and the media is trying to make a dollar off of it. It's so funny that, I mean, look, even now, we're even discussing it. And to me, I feel like we're discussing it because everyone else talked about it all day. Why shouldn't we? Yeah, I, like, you're, you're right. Oh, well, his wife should be there. Or this. Who cares? It, but it, it sells. So is it, you know, the chicken or the egg? Is it, is it the people that want to hear about it? Do they tell us about it, or we hear about it because that's what they tell us? I mean, the, the amount of, of scrutiny that goes into this. I, I mean, mean, the dude is a golfer. He's, I mean, you know, why, did, why has he got to be held to such a standard of, you know, I mean, these other guys, I mean, I, I just saw Harry Callis. He was cheating around on his wife. You know, I'll do respect, you know, you ain't going to hear nobody, you ain't hear nobody mention Harry Callis. And for that matter, I was on the radio the other day, and they were going, oh, now, you want to talk about a class guy. Dr. J's a class guy. How many women was, how many times was Dr. J cheated on his wife? He got kids all <laughs> over the country. <laughs> I mean, but he was a class guy. Come on, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, and, and and not that if you're in a relationship, you know, I think you should, you know, you should try to be, you know, faithful and everything. But that, but I'm not going to be checking on you. That's your business. You know, I mean, come on. You know, it, it, all over, all over Tiger, and he hits a little golf ball. Please. No, I know, and we all seem to care so much. Though. He can't be doing. What do you think when he's on the road? What we. Do you have any idea the amount of women that throw themselves at these guys? I don't. I, I have no clue. I'd, be nice. hey, I'd like to find out one day. And, and not just the women, the quality. <laughs> the, quali the quality. No, but yeah, you know, quality, not quantity, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, he, he, was, he, was, he was getting attention from everywhere. And, and, you know, he should. You know, I think he should honor his marriage and everything. And, and uh, but... You know, uh, getting taking it so serious to the point to where we try to label people good people and bad people. That's what I hear all of the people on the radio and stuff. Come on, you know, uh, and you can believe the guy that's saying it is is cheating on his lady. I mean, come on, man. Well, you know? and that's what bugs me too. <laughs> when when you've been in Tiger's shoes and you've been somebody that, I mean, fifty women 
at a time throwing themselves at everywhere you go. And when you withstood that, then you come and judge them. Yeah. You know? And see, that's really the truth. That, that, that's what it really comes down to is a lot of, lot of guys, uh, they, they don't have to worry about doing it because it, it's, uh, it's too much work. The only way they're going to do it, they've got to go out and buy it. You know, it's like, you know what it's like, man? <laughs> Harry, we've all seen it. Like the, the, the big, ugly girl, and she looks at the hot girl and says, oh, I can't believe they're wearing it. I can't believe she went and was doing this with that guy. And you're thinking, you're just mad because you can't do that. So you, right. you sit back no, no, and you no, no, right now. They got like Jerry Pinnacoli on, right? Yeah, I mean, Jerry, they got Jerry Pinnacoli on talking about Tiger Woods. Come on. <laughs> I, you know, that, that's what I'm talking about. On the golf channel, they got Jerry Pinnacoli. I mean, now I don't know whether he did the thing with the mouse or whatever, but, uh, you know, hey, who Terrible. is he to be talking about Tiger Woods? Jerry Pinnacoli, the guy went into hiding for three years, and he's on talking about Tiger Woods. It, it absolutely <laughs> boggles my mind. That some of the people, especially when you're, when you're in the media, you're in a position of, uh, obviously you're in the spotlight, you better be real careful criticizing some of these people. You better be real careful in your own life. Well, the, the thing is that nobody follows these guys because, you know, the media takes care of the media. But I can tell you, I know guys that, uh, that, that introduced this thing with Tiger and they're, they're screwing around in their wife right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I'm going like, please, you know. And I, I know guys that I don't know whether, exactly what they're doing, but I know they're holes, meaning like they get what they can get. Right. You know, I see all these guys, the media guys, you know, I mean, I know them because it's 80. I see them, hey, you go to the thing, they're going, oh, man, hey, did you see those, you know, uh, we got to stop back at the call. You see the such and such over there? You know, those guys are getting everything, anything that's offering, they're taking. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, and hey. so... Harry, do you blame Tiger, or do you think he was just – because remember this, that guy was a dork his entire life. And then yeah. all of a sudden, that dorky golf game and dorky face was making him serious coin. Well, if it wasn't for golf, this guy, this guy isn't scoring. This guy isn't getting the chicks that he got. <laughs> no. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's probably no, still no, maybe no, counting no, on, his, on his you know, one hand still, you know. So mm-hmm. you can't blame him. Girls are throwing yeah. out a bit. I mean, it, yeah, it's got to end. He's just got to start golfing again. That's it. Yeah, and, and as far as, like, stuff with him and his wife, and even, even when he said today, too, about, you know, please leave uh, Aline and the kids alone, I understand that. In theory, he's correct, but this is what she signed up for. Yes, is, is it not right? Probably. This is part of what you get when you marry a global superstar. When things like this go down, yeah, it stinks. But that's the reason why your house is so big. That's true. That's true. I mean, it, it goes with the territory, but you don't have to worry about me snooping on them. I mean, because, you know, pretty much most of the guys I know, um, you know, uh, I know the guys don't, they don't go out looking for it, but a lot of them don't turn too much down. I mean, like, sometimes they don't even turn down their collar. Well, <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you remember uh, Greg Lewis, the former Eagles receiver, was saying, he was talking about something about what he tries to tell the rookies coming in. And he was just like, man, you better be careful. He's like, they're outside waiting for me. He's like, and I'm a nobody. <laughs> He's like, you need to watch yourself. So you can imagine the great Tiger Woods. I mean, and, and you compound that, like I was saying, with your whole life you were a dork. You probably couldn't even get a date to the prom. And now all of a sudden you're the, 
you are the hit at the club. It's the kind of stuff people dream about. Yeah, now, you know, the, the whole thing with, uh, uh, that I mentioned with Derek Jeter, I mean, every time, you know, he changes girls or if they find out he's, he's nailing somebody else, it's celebrated. You know, I mean, they don't go like, well, what is it with this guy? What is he, a sex addict? No, he's the talk of the town. I mean, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, on Voice America Sports. Uh, hopefully we're done with Tiger for now. We, you know, we, we, we addressed it, so we'll come back and talk some baseball or football. We'll be back in a minute. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's all about action. Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. Uh, we're back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm with G Cobb as always. I'm Michael Warren, and we're also joined by Michael Perry from OTRSportsOnline.com. And uh, Perry, I know you. Uh, I know you followed the NBA trade deadline pretty closely, and uh, there was definitely some some moves made. Uh, the Sixers were not one of the teams that got. Better in any way, shape, or form. I mean, real quick to touch on what they did. We kept hearing from Ed Stefanski 
well, I'm not going to make a move unless it's a basketball move. It's going to be a basketball decision. Well, I'm kind of curious. If getting an expiring contract like a Tracy McGrady, doesn't that kind of become a basketball move when you consider it can undo some of the dumb basketball moves that you already did? Are you upset just, that they didn't, they didn't get McGrady? I, I, don't, I don't understand the Sixers organization. I mean, it, it seems like they had a lot of opportunity to get rid of some Get some, get rid of some contracts. I mean, from what I was reading was that you know Phoenix was interested in Andre Iguodala, and uh, you know I think he Iguodala he's hit his uh, I think he's hit his ceiling. You know he is what he is right now, and he's not he's not going to be your number one star on your on your Sixers basketball team. So he has a monstrous contract, and you have an opportunity to get rid of that monstrous contract plus possibly down there to get Stoudemire, and even if Stoudemire doesn't return next year, I mean, you've you got a fresh cap and you still got some, got some young players. I, I, but they go, they go and trade Royal Ivy and for Jody Meeks. And that's what they <laughs> it's so funny. When I first saw the deal, I looked up at the television and I saw Sixers, you know, send and get, you know, the first thing they hit. I was like, oh, what'd they do? I hadn't seen it yet. I saw the name Royal Ivy come up. I was like, oh, never mind. I can't imagine what this deal is. Yeah, I mean, even even like you said, even if they got Tracy McGrady, same thing, expiring contract, and you know, and you're you're clearing cap space. I I don't understand what this team is doing. I think Stefanski just thinks Iguodala is going to be the star of this team, and he's just not going to be. I think Stefanski is just a little delusional. I mean, I don't know if you caught any of the game the other night against the Heat. I'm watching it in the background, kind of, and I'm watching these repeated three-point bombs. Who told Iguodala he's a three-point shooter? He's not a good three-point shooter. I saw some stats since, oh, God, when was the – it was like in the last three years, uh, players with at least X amount of a three-point attempt. Iguodala and another guy from – I think Iguodala and Lou Williams are toward the bottom of the NBA in three-point percentage. So why do you keep throwing it up? And why does Stefanski continue to look at this and think that he's anything other than – He's a fill-in guy. I mean, he's—I don't want to say fill-in as like a, uh, a bench guy. He's not a star, and he never will be until he can shoot jump shots correctly. Gee, were you upset that they didn't move Iguodala? It sounds like he's speechless. Yeah, he was—he's completely speechless that the Sixers <laughs> couldn't move Iguodala, and I happen to agree. Uh, what other what other moves pair did you see? Like, who, who do you think got better? Who do you think, you know, granted, some teams just have to make these kind of trades like the, like the ones we're trying to say the Sixers should have made mm-hmm. uh, because they're in bad situations. Who do you think got that much better? Did you like uh, the Cavaliers getting Jamison? I, I, did, I did like that. Jamison's a nice player, but, you know, they already had the best record in the league. It, it's, you know, it, chemistry is pretty important in in basketball, and uh, you, you just wonder if that's going to screw up any chemistry at all. You know, if it doesn't, Jamison's a good player. He'll provide you with another score for that team. Um, but even with that move, if it makes them better, I, I'm still taking the Lakers. I think the Lakers are still the team to beat. They didn't need to do anything, and I think they got the best team. Yeah, they probably are. So that's the big question is the, the Cavs, did, you know, they, yeah, they probably got better. Did they get good enough? Um, our friends, the Knicks, are now in position. Uh, I saw as of July 1, I believe it is, they'll have $30 million in cap space. 
All that Isaiah Thomas money is gone. What's that? All that Isaiah Thomas money is gone. Everything's been fixed. Are you implying Isaiah Thomas did a bad job when he was there? Uh, He did an all right job, right? Sounds like like you're saying he didn't do a good job. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying he didn't do a good job. (laughs) With with that $30 million that comes off the books, uh, can they get LeBron? I think they can. Is it a smart move for LeBron? Marketing-wise, yes. Basketball-wise, at least temporarily, it's not. Uh, Chris Bosh is another name out there. Do uh, you think Dwayne Wade goes anywhere? I mean, are the Knicks going to get any of these guys? I don't know. I, I, I have just a weird, weird, weird feeling that LeBron's going to move somewhere. I, I don't think he's going to be in Cleveland next year. I don't know why. He's got a weird feeling, so whether it's New York, um, New Jersey, what if they, Chicago. What if they win it? I don't know. If they win it, he's still going to leave? I think so. If they win, yeah. So you think, think if, they so. win, if they win a championship, you think he's going to leave? I do. I do think so. He could, Jay, because if you could, he, he could consider his business in Cleveland finished that he doesn't owe them anything anymore, and he might go for the marketing opportunities in New York City. I'm just guessing. I guess he could. I guess he could and everything, but I think he'll be torched, man, if he does that. If, you, if, think if, he'll if, get, you think he'll get skewered? I mean, think, he leaves a championship team. Look how selfish they'll say. He's so selfish. He's so selfish, you know. I mean, well, Jordan maybe, did it and they maybe it he will. Class. Maybe he will. But I, I would think, that, like I said, that they would they would label him such a selfish guy who leaves the championship team and you know leaves the city of Cleveland high and dry, you know, and all that stuff. But, yeah. Well, also that that's fans talking, and because I think fans have the impression that athletes are supposed to be these virtuous guys. I mean. Oh, you just want to win and all. And yeah, winning's important, but hey, you got to make that money. I mean, I mean, how much money? How much money is that money? How much money is what money? Is that you said he's got to get that money? How much money is that money? Well, you know he's hey, going to be making max, so he's making twenty a year, and he's got however many deals. So how much is he making now? Fifty, sixty, seventy a year? How much is he making now? Well, and, and is he really going to make more in New York? I mean, I don't know that he's really going to make more in New York. Because, really, like, uh, what is what is what more can he do? I mean, well, Cleveland Cleveland's going to have the most money because he plays for Cleveland. Yeah, he'll, he'll be able to get a better deal with Cleveland. I just okay. What's the max they can give him? That I don't know. I think it's got to be close to it's got to be close to thirty. Got to be close to thirty a year. Okay. So he gets thirty a year. Okay, how much? How many deals does he have now? If they win a championship, how much stuff is he going to get? They win the they win the uh, championship. How much stuff will he get off of that? I mean, how much will he be making? Will he be making fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty? What? Well, Jimmy, so to that point, though, I would kind of you you raise a good point, and I'll ask this: Let's say they do win a championship. How many more jerseys can the guy sell? I mean, does it even matter? If they win, I mean, how many LeBron jerseys are out there? How much merchandise is out there? Is there room for him to increase his merchandise sales as it is? You know, I just wonder, like, you know, how, you know, how much more can he do? I mean, people say, well, he's going for the money. I mean, and then the way everything is so uh, national, everything he does is national now. I mean, is it going to be more national because he's in New York? Okay, so I'll make I'll, I'll play, just play I mean, devil's advocate. Okay. I'll make another argument why he might want to go to New York. 
Let's say he wins it all in Cleveland and now says, who was it? Uh, was it Jimmy Johnson when he went to the Dolphins? It was kind of the, all right, I won with the Cowboys. I know he left for other reasons, but kind of like re- just rebuilding teams. Some people like to go to teams to rebuild them. Maybe yeah, LeBron says, I want to go to a, a bad team and see if I can make him a champion. Kobe yeah, well, wants to see if he can make a champion without Shaq. <laughs> I don't think he wants to do that. And, and the thing um, the thing <laughs> I don't is, know, though, I'm just guessing. I mean, I mean, if you take somebody like Jordan, right? Would Jordan have made more money if he was in New York? But Jordan's a different case. For years, he he didn't get paid much from the team for years because he wanted them oh, to surround him with talent. Okay. okay, now I understand that. But I'm saying overall, you know, the, he really made all his money with Nike. He made his crazy money with endorsements. And, and, and Nike right. made him uh, so big and stuff. And then, you know, he got all the other endorsements. But the thing is, is, he, is, is LeBron really going to make that much more money because uh, he's in New York? Well, that I, I don't have the answers to. I mean, I, I really don't. I don't know what, like, like you said, I don't know what he makes now or what, what like, the feeling like, would be. Like, but. Okay, like Tiger. Is Ti- would Tiger make more money if he was in New York? That's kind of a different animal. I mean, but, but the thing I'm saying is these guys are national. What does it matter where they're at? It, it, they, they do national spots. Uh, everything they do is national. It's not geared to local stuff. So why are they going to make more money based on where they're playing at? I don't think it makes a difference. You know, I, do you I, I think, don't, do you I don't think maybe, uh, like, obviously money is an issue, but for LeBron, I, I, I just feel that, that he likes to put on a show, and I think he just thinks he can put on a better show in New York City. I, I okay, all right. Well, I, I, I see York what you're saying there. Okay. And I, I, I don't, you, you know, he, he's going to be able to make as much money as he wants wherever he plays. Yeah, and that's, I, that's I just, my. Point. I just think I just think you know LeBron James in New York City. I think that's what, you know, that's what I picture. And that's what you, and that's what he pictures. You think? That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, but you know, you, you know, I, I think, think I, mean, I, I think you could be right there because certain things I've heard him say. I think you could be right there. Be want to be around the aura and all that stuff. Um, and you could be right. And like I said, I don't know if that's going to mean more money though, really. Uh, but that could give him a type of uh, where it's something that he always wanted, which is, you know, the whole New York thing. Because, you know, New York is the biggest. I mean, you don't get any bigger than that. Well, better real estate investments for him to make, too. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> now, now, think of this, though. Think of this, though. In looking at that and following along with that, if he doesn't win it, then there's less of a chance he goes to New York. Imagine if he doesn't win it. He comes very close. He goes to New York. Well, then they've got to totally rebuild. And how long is it going to take him to get a, get another shot? No, you're right. By good, look, we we all agree by going to New York, he's taking a step back basketball wise. Yeah. Uh, you know, New York will have the money to put some people around him, but I mean, no, I, I don't know. If he that, doesn't win it, is he considered abandoning Cleveland? I don't. Now, now this is the thing that uh, that I think. Uh, that really concerns me about this, that this is where I smell, what I smell, is I smell David Stern. I was now, just going to say that. The, the thing that it would do for the league is it would revitalize the Knicks. Yep. It would bring New York back uh, from a standpoint of the interest of their fans. It would make New York more of a player in the NBA, and it might give them better ratings, and so it might mean more money for the NBA. Oh, it absolutely. The NBA would love to see LeBron in New York. 
And we'll get back to that. we got to take a break. We'll get back to that. That's the next one point. Uh, this is T-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We'll see you in a minute. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey football fans are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the buffalo bills and the national football league are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football instead of answering your questions they prefer to listen to themselves and when they don't like what you're saying they just cut you off well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, come on, football, golf, racing, or the Olympics, we've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. To the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. We're back, everybody, on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Talking about hoops, and for once, we didn't really talk too much sexer, so that's a good thing because we're doing you people a favor. Um, but we did uh, – G mentioned something right before the break, um, and I don't know to what extent, and maybe we'll never know to what extent. Like, it, right now, the NBA can't be happy. They love the, – the Celtics are great. The Lakers are great. That's phenomenal. It's great for the league. They, uh, they went at it in the finals two years ago. That's great. They can't love the fact that the New York and Philadelphia teams, two very good basketball markets, are putrid. They're absolutely putrid. So when it comes time for the D-Wades and Chris Bosh and, and LeBron James to, to change teams, I wonder what, if any, the league kind of goes, yeah, if you could uh, you know, check out New York, at least go visit with them. Yeah, we'd kind of appreciate it. I mean, what, what can the league do? Or do you just sit there and say, wow, we're just kind of 
in trouble because the, the Knicks and the Sixers are terrible. These are huge basketball markets. And right now, nobody wants to watch them play basketball. I won't even get into the Nets. <clears throat> They're terrible. It's just a bad product right now. You have so many horrible teams, and each year you're dealing with the same teams that are going to be in the, in, in the Final Four. You know, you're dealing with the Lakers. You're dealing with uh, the Spurs. They're kind of falling apart, but now the Nuggets are there. You're dealing with Cleveland. You're dealing with the Magic, the Celtics. I mean, the, it's, it's tough to get another team up there. And then you have a bunch of horrible, horrible, horrible teams. I mean, the only solution is to start getting rid of teams, and, and they're not going to do that. There's too much money involved. So it's tough. They need better basketball players. Well, I'll tell you right now, this would obviously never happen. wouldn't be a bad idea basketball-wise if they let the uh, Sixers, Nets, and Knicks put their teams together and see if they could produce a better, better 12 guys. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they should have them put their teams together. And go to Italy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, it, but it's bad news. Gee, do you know uh, from your experience as a player, is there any way you know, people in the league can behind closed doors kind of attempt to say, look, we, you know, we need to get better here? Or, is there anything they can do? Well, uh, I, don't, I haven't seen it done in the, in the, uh, uh, the NFL, um, where I, but I don't think it's the same setup. I, I think – that David Stern is more powerful than any uh, NFL commissioner, you know, since, uh, what, probably uh, Pete Rozell. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the NBA relies on the decision-making of David Stern, and I think, you know, and I don't know for a fact, so I don't want to say I know for a fact, but I, I, I get the feeling that he can pretty much make anything happen that he wants, you know. And so um, I would not be shocked. You know, if he were able to, you know, have the um, say something to somebody, but it, it's it's done in a way in which he has uh, what do you say? You got the, uh, you know, you tell somebody something and then they do it, but then you don't want to know any of the details. Uh, what do you say? Um, what's the what's the word that I'm thinking of? Um, denial, deniability, or whatever. Plausible deniability. Yeah, plausible deniability. That's right. Meaning like, hey. I will really. Oh, wouldn't that be great if uh, LeBron James was the wind up uh, with the Knicks? You know, I think it happened. I gotta go. Be great, boy. <laughs> you know, uh, hey Joe. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know. And, and Joe knows. Look, make it happen. Don't tell me anything about it. Just make it happen. Use whatever money, any kind of power. I want. I want LeBron in New York. You know, uh, and you know, maybe, maybe they do something like that, even to the point of paying them under the table from the league or whatever else, you know? Because clearly there were things done with Jordan that were that way, which, which were kind of above the league, you know? Right. They, and and they just, were, just to reference the Sixers here, though, and, and we kind of touched on this before, but so I guess at this point it is blatantly clear they're not going to be in the running for any of these guys because they weren't able to move. You know, getting Tracy McGrady is pretty much the difference between – uh, you having a chance to get Wade or LeBron or whoever and not. So they're clearly, by, by not making any of these moves, they may have kind of signed themselves up for be a poor team for another two or three years. And at what point is, you know, everyone moaned about Billy King in this town for years. At what point is Stefanski out of here? You know, he hires a coach to coach a bunch of players that right. have bloated contracts, don't fit the system. 
And the most I mean, annoying like, part is just the, the, the rotation of head coaches going through here. Coach after coach after coach, system after system, all these young kids trying to play basketball, teaching a different system each time. You know, I, you, you expect Thaddeus Young to be, like, better now, but, you know, he's been through a couple of systems, and, he, and he's not been improving. It's just the, the whole organization's just run amok right now. And by not moving Iguodala, you assured that Thaddeus Young's not going to develop anymore. You're right. Everyone loved Thaddeus Young. The more you watch him, you're like, all right, well, what are we waiting for here? He's not a four, but he can't play the three because Iguodala's there. And Iguodala can't play the two because he can't shoot. It's like this whole twisted, uh, was it, dysfunctional family yep. of overpaid people. Gee, do you see it getting better anytime soon? And as this trade deadline passed, I mean, how can you be excited about what they've done or didn't do? You, you know what this is like to me? This is like, uh, let me see, I'm trying to think of this game um, that you're playing uh, with some kind of blocks. I, I think of some kind of game you're playing with some blocks. Okay, you know, there used to be a game you played like uh, with, where you had letters and you had to make up these words and you had to move the letters around. Boggle? You know, what's that? Boggle. Boggle? Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that, that's what it was. And, and see... Right now, you got Iguodala, who needs to be moved because he's holding everything else. You got to move that piece. Yeah. You got to move that piece. I mean, you know, come on, that that piece is holding up everything, and uh, I think that they definitely need to move it. And I, I think they messed up by not moving it already. I for, I forget where I saw this, but it, I think there was a comment on on uh, an article after the Jody Meeks trade, and they compared this trade. To rearranging the chairs on the Titanic as it sinks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that, that's, that's that's exactly what it is. People they use that they use that a lot more, but that's it's a great thing. That's, that's it. Because come on, you know the the, uh, the the boat is taking water, and you're worried about the seating arrangements. Mm-hmm. It's you know, and and it's. I can't imagine Stefanski keeps his job. He seems like a really nice guy. I get that. But, you know, my dad's a nice guy, and I don't want him being the general manager of the Sixers. Um, it, it, it's, it's like a full-on cleaning. Keep Drew Holiday, Thaddeus Young. Hey, fire sale. Fire sale. But, uh, I don't even know how these young players are going to be because it's a different starting lineup, like, every week. You know, you got Thaddeus starting. You got Thaddeus on the bench. You got Holiday starting. You got him on the bench. It's. There's no consistency. No, and what is Elton Brand? Does anyone know what Elton Brand is at this point yeah. as a player, as what he is to the Sixers? There's nice I, – I go out and I watch him. I go, oh, this is, this is the guy that they were supposed to get when they traded for him. And there's other nights, and he goes, this guy ever played basketball before? Yeah. He's got two moves. Elton Brand's got two moves. He's got the, the, quad, the quadruple pump fake, and then the jump, and then he gets his shot blocked, or it's the, the, <laughs> the, it's the five – the five pump fakes, and down there gets called for three seconds in the lane. Those are two moves. Well, he does have another one because he likes the four pump fakes and then travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he does mix it up sometimes. But, I mean, we all know Brand was a mistake. And then you look at Iguodala and Dallenberg. How did they not get rid of any of these guys this trade deadline? I mean, the Suns were talking to everybody. I think they were talking to every team. And the one guy that, that kept reported as a guy they wanted was Iguodala. Why, why would you not want Amari Stoudemire for anything that they would take off of your roster? Yeah, you want, well, yeah, we'll give him two. Whatever you want. Oh, I got some practice basketballs. They're not inflated. You want me to pump them up? I'll pump them up and then send them to you. 
anything, just take this guy off our hands. And I don't, I don't understand how Stoudemire didn't even get traded after all of that talk. Yeah. I can't believe he's still a Phoenix Sun after all of that talk. And in, in reading all this stuff out in Phoenix, they said it's just, because I kept thinking, well, why do they want to get rid of this guy? And it's, it's kind of a situation like we have here in Philadelphia with Donovan McNabb. In Philly, you have a bunch of people that want to get rid of him. Nationally, a lot of people look and say, What's, why do you want to get rid of that guy? And that's kind of how it is with Stoudemire. And if you read the local press, no, just, what, what, is, what is the problem they have with Stoudemire? His defense. It, it, it was, it, yeah, but it's that. And it, but it's like they watch him and they see this guy with all this talent and he just he never gets it to where they thought he was going to get it. Yeah, and well, I, I guess, mean, what about Nash? I mean, has Nash been great uh, in the playoffs? And, you know, has he... You know, we had them kind of numbers in and stuff. I, I just exactly. think their, their brand of play is not really geared to the playoffs. Yeah, that you just explained. You just explained why the people are making no sense in this town about Donovan and the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, well, where, where was the defense making big plays? We're sitting here blaming Donovan. Where was the defense yeah. making big plays? Yeah, I mean, it's throwing the I ball mean, vi- every day on a viable offense. You know, uh, really, I mean, everybody has to has to play well to win the championship. You know, why is it just one guy singled out? Like, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I can't get over this. I mean, and I, 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 uh, I take my hat off to Brian Dawkins and all that, but come on. I mean, Brian Dawkins was out there in all those big games, but you're going to tell me nobody says, hey, why didn't Brian Dawkins do something? Never. You don't hear that anywhere. I'm going no. like, well, then stop hyping the guy. If he's not <laughs> responsible to make big plays in big games, then I don't want to hear about no Hall of Fame stuff because Hall of Fame guys are supposed to make big plays in big games. I agree. And, Gia, uh, you, you said it a couple weeks ago. Well, you, know, you hear the writers and the fans and media, whatever, they say, well, the quarterback gets too much credit and too much to blame. Well, then stop doing it. Yeah, stop doing it. <laughs> if you know it, then stop doing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at other cities, look at, look at all these. I mean, I look at Pittsburgh at the way they won championships. They always do something big on defense. They do something big. I mean, you know, they, they, they intercept the pass and running in. Uh, somebody makes a, a great play for a turnover. We don't oh, come get on, any James turnovers. Harris. They go, oh, it's all the quarterback. Well, look James at the Harris. Saints this year. The Saints, three, three huge defensive plays in each game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, people talk about Big Ben making that throw and that drive at the end of the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. It was certainly very important. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it was more important than James Harrison picking off Kurt Warner for the touchdown before the end of the first half. But, I mean, uh, think of it because they were getting ready to score. I mean, Cardinals are getting ready to score. and they, Look what that would have done in that game, man. That was huge. 14 points right there. That's yeah. a 14-point swing. We, uh, we'll get back into that on the other side of the break. This is G Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren. We're on BoysAmericaSports.com. We'll see you in a minute. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There'll be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. We're back, everybody, on GCOB in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren with Michael Perry of OTRSportsOnline.com and, of course, GCOB. And you guys may have noticed a few pitchers and catchers reported the spring training. I wanted to at least get into this toward the end after the NL East. I read a couple things up on the Mets today, and I still don't think they have the firepower, nor do the Braves, to catch the Phillies. But they're, they're pretty darn good teams, and the Mets are getting a lot of people healthy. Um, I don't know if you saw Johan Santana said he's the best pitcher in the in the division. You know that's going to stir some people up. His feathers are going to be ruffled, even though who cares? For me, it's kind of all part of the fun, whatever. Uh, and you know what? Johan might be right. I mean, as good as Halliday is, Johan's filthy. Let's not forget the Mets have one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, but I saw this, and I want to know what you guys saw. I just saw this a couple hours ago. Jerry Manuel from the Mets is considering hitting Jose Reyes third. Now, I know they're waiting for Beltron to get back, but third, doesn't that weaken your lineup by taking one of the best, if not the best uh, leadoff hitters in baseball? Fast as all get out, puts a ton of pressure on defense. A pretty good hitter. He finally learned how to hit. He's, you know, he's a 300 guy. Uh, would you hit him third? I mean, do you think he's just doing that because uh, Beltron's going to be out for two months? Or, or is, I mean, why would you hit him third? He doesn't have that kind of power. 
he even healthy right now? Uh, supposedly he feels really good, yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of minutes before the next hamstring pops, but um, as of now, I don't know if he's 100%, but I think he's feeling good. His surgery went really well. He had a surgery on that hamstring uh, last year, and supposedly it went really well. Uh, Beltron, not so much. Beltron's out for a couple months, and that that is very, very painful to that lineup. Those guys need power big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that uh, Reyes is going to be able to. He's going to be able to guy knocking people in and driving the ball, huh? I mean, well, I know he can get a hold of him and knock it out, but I'd rather have, I'd rather have him on base. Yeah, wouldn't you? I mean, people in. When you look at some of his numbers, you say, "Wow, he's got some pop in his bat." He's got some pop in his bat for a leadoff guy. You're happy to have that as a leadoff position. That yeah, mean, why, why mess with that? What's that? Why mess with that? You, you got it. I mean, who if he if he bats third, who bats who bats uh, leadoff? Uh, they talked about Angel Pagan doing it, but to me, now you're just wow, really? I mean, is, is that where, where the direction you're taking your lineup? I mean, is David Wright fourth at that point because Delgado's gone, and David Wright, uh, he has power, but he's not a cleanup hitter. He had a I bad mean, year last it, year. Do you guys think the Mets are, I mean, if this is really what they're talking about, could the Mets be in bigger trouble than we realize? Uh, I, think I, think, I think they're dead, man. I think they're dead in the water, if you ask me. Really? Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't take the Mets seriously. I mean, uh, there's so many miracles have to happen for them to really be, uh, really be able to catch the Phillies. But, you know, there's certain things, I mean, I just think that they're limited in so many areas, and uh, yeah. There are problems with their health and things. Uh, you know, to expect everybody's going to come back and everything's going to be fine, that's a lot to ask with all those injuries, the serious injuries guys are coming back from. And, and Beltron's team, and not really is, coming back. And that team's not as good as the team, you know, three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, well, Perry, I know you're always very high on the Mets. Um, <laughs> you know, after yeah, Johan, though, and so I if think I'm Johan's talking bad about okay. it, you know it's going to be a bad year. I think Johan's going to be okay, but Mike Pelfrey, he's, he's had some good games. He's certainly become a, a good pitcher. I don't know that he's great, but uh, John Main, Oliver Perez, that's some question marks in the rotation. I mean, just about everybody has question marks in the rotation. It seems like, I don't know. I don't know, but, uh, you know, I, I kept saying I thought they'd be closer to the Phillies than, than everybody thought, but, uh, you know, it's not looking good. Now, what about the Braves? They have four really good starting pitchers. I think uh, the Braves are closer. I, I think the Braves are a team that, uh, you know, I would be concerned about them because, you know, they got a lot of people there that know how to win. And so, you know, I think those intangibles, they have some of those intangibles. I would be concerned about them, uh, not the Mets. I, I, think, I think the Braves, uh, if anybody gives the Phils any, uh, makes them uncomfortable, and before it's over, it'll be, It'll be the Braves doing it, not the not the Mets. Yeah, I mean the Braves have what do you got? Uh, uh, Derek Lowe, who I know they're complaining about, but when he's healthy, come on, he's fine. Uh, and you still got Hudson and Jared Jurgens and uh, Tommy Hansen, the rookie that was phenomenal last year. Um, when anytime you can trot out starting pitching like that, it could be a problem. I mean, Perry, do you think the Braves are the biggest threat? Uh, do you worry about the Marlins at all? You never know with the Marlins. Never know with the Marlins. They could, they could, they could be good. They could be bad. Um, but I, I would say out of those, out of those four teams, you know, the Nationals, 
you know, they're right up now. Wait, not the Nationals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Nationals are, I think they're the favorites to win the division. Yeah, can so. we talk about the Nationals? No, I definitely the Braves. I, I, would, I would definitely think the Braves are the, that, that's the team you got to watch in the NL East, you know. As far as the Phillies are concerned, they got to watch them. Now, as far as the Phillies' starting lineup, I mean, as far as, I'm sorry, their starting rotation, are you feeling good about it? Holiday obviously is what he is. I mean, you know, even Hamels came out and said the other day, the guy's phenomenal. We all, we all know that. You've got to get Hamels back to where he was. And you know what? I was talking to a couple people this week that are actually pretty close with Hamels, and they said all those outside distractions last year with the baby, uh, he had some other things going on, really did get to him. And as a Phillies fan, you kind of, kind of hope that's the case so that you can say, all right, well, those things are behind him. Now he can relax and pitch. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on this whole adding a fourth pitch in spring training. Did he get a third pitch? He, no, he never got throw that curveball, curve did he? Ball. He never mm. throws the curveball. Never got the curveball. He's got to practice on the curveball. He's got, to, he's, got to get, he's got to get that third pitch down before he gets a fourth pitch. I thought you had to have a third pitch before you got a fourth one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, normally, usually, usually three comes before four. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you needed a third car before you got a fourth one, but that's, yeah. that's all right. Uh, well, I was thinking when I was, was a, when I was right. a kid, when I was a kid, three came before four. Yeah. yeah and, and times have changed, but for the most part, that still holds true. Um, but, you know, and, and we keep talking about on this show about Hamels being maybe the linchpin between the Phillies being – World Series favorites, or just another really darn good team, how big is Hap in all this? Because you know what you're getting in Bland. He is what he is. How big is Hap? I think you're going to get what you got from Hap, and maybe a little bit a little bit more. He was a good pitcher last year. The phenomenal he pitcher. Been, he should have been in the rotation in the playoffs. He, got, you know, he had a great season. One of the, he, he, probably the most consistent pitcher from the start of the season – the end of the season, and you leave him out of the rotation in the playoffs. Yeah, I, and I think that's fairly easy to say. I mean, the only person you would ever even consider is Blanton when you talk about consistency last year. Blanton did a good job. You know what you're going to get out of him. Gee, do you think Hap's going to be able to continue his success, or do you think he was kind of a, you know, once they get some uh, video on him, it's going to be tough? Well, you know, the fact that he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have special stuff, I would probably lean towards him catching up with him a little bit, you know. But it's not like a Kyle Kendrick where he had absolutely no stuff whatsoever. Yeah, um, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm going to lean that way. But, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he can keep it going, you know. Uh. Yeah, this is definitely the year for half where, you know, the other teams are going to make the adjustment on him, and it's going to be whether or not he can make the adjustment right back at them. Absolutely, and it's going to be exciting. And, you know, it's good to be able to say the Phillies are one of the elite teams in baseball. We'll see what happens as we go through spring training. But that's our time. I want to thank you guys, Mike Perry and G. Cobb. It's always fun to play with you guys. And now everyone else can get started on the weekend, and we'll, uh, we'll do it again next week. Take care, everybody. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.